all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into a happy recap edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. And starting off this episode, there's really one thing you can say about this game here between the Saints and the Vikings. Alvin Kamara is really, really, really good at football. I think we can all agree with that. Six touchdowns, just an amazing day from him. But before we get into the recap, I do want to say happy holidays again and Merry Christmas to all that celebrated as the Saints really left a nice present under the tree for all of us fans as they won 52-33 to over the Vikings. And this, this one's all about Alvin Kamara, who just went off in this one. He just had an outstanding game And he's, you know, a real special player. We already know that, but he had a real special game for the history books as six touchdowns has only been done once before back in the 19, you know, 29 season, like insane stuff like that, where again, it's, it's stuff where they were wearing leather helmets. That was the last time this was done. Alvin Kamara does it in this game with six touchdowns, 155 rushing yards and he was just outstanding in this game, and again, this offensive line played great. I thought Breeze played solid, not not great, not awful, like probably somewhere in the middle, kind of average, and this defense just did enough, but the real story is Alvin Kamara in this offensive line as just jumping right into these notes and this team stats here for the Saints. 583 total yards. They were able to run the ball with ease, pass the ball pretty nicely. I mean, it was just like the two mistakes that were made from the Saints on offense in this game happened to be, you know, through the air. I mean, but still, the Saints did have 319 yards passing. 311 of them were by Drew Brees. So, again, I feel like this Saints offense was just so outstanding. When you almost put up 600 yards of offense, that is really big. And this 583 yards is the most here from the Saints this season. And I know that the Vikings defense is banged up. I know that they're without Daniel Hunter, there without Eric Kendricks, but still to do it here against these guys was really, really impressive. And again, like there are a lot of defenses in the league that are banged up. And it's not like every day where you score six touchdowns on the ground or seven, actually the whole team, but one player scores six touchdowns. You almost put up 600 yards of offense. That does not happen every day. And you got to give the Saints coaching staff a lot of credit for putting up a really nice game plan, especially on the ground. You got to give credit to this offensive line who just played great and really kept, you know, that rhythm in. And every play they were winning. And that really helps the rhythm. And that's why you had as many yards. You had extremely long drives. You had 36 minutes and 47 seconds of, of time of possession to the Vikings only had 23-13. And you, you still put up that much of time of possession and that many yards with two turnovers. And the Vikings didn't turn over the ball at all. That just shows you how good... Uh, this Saints offense was, even with two turnovers, they still put up a 50-burger in this one. That just shows how dominant they were. And, I mean, first down, Saints at 36 to the Vikings, 25. 
it was just a great day here for the Saints offense. Dominant. It was full dominant. It was just, you know, the best game of the year to me for this offense. And it kind of reminded me of that game against Buffalo in 2017 where the Saints just ran all over them and they can do whatever they wanted. And really the Saints did whatever they wanted to do on the ground here in this one. And that's something that is extremely, extremely nice to see here in week 16. I mean, that game against Buffalo was like week eight or whatever, whatever it was. It wasn't late in the season. This one was late in the season. I think that's really important here going forward because you get this dominance on the ground late in the season going into the playoffs. It's really, really important. So to me, that was obviously really big. There were six of seven in the red zone. Now the Vikings were five of five. As it seemed like a lot of the early season struggles kind of reared their ugly head in this one for the Saints, as you know they got hurt in play action and stuff like that. But I feel like overall, um, you know, especially on offense, it was just really good. And the defense did enough. I mean, they didn't have the worst game ever, but it was not good for them in a lot of reasons. And we'll get into talking about that. But I, I just thought that was really interesting when looking at these team stats. I mean. You know, you look at first down, Saints were 5 of 9, or actually 6 of 10 if you add 4th and 3rd down put together. And then the Vikings were 4 of 11. So not great, not awful there on 3rd downs on defense. But overall, I mean, the Saints ran 73 plays. I think that was good. And uh, again, you really like what you're seeing here from this Saints team as, again, 8 yards per play. That's really good. I just loved everything that the Saints team was doing here on Friday, especially on offense. They moved the ball at will. That was great to see. And it, it was just a great game. You put up a 50-burger, it's a great game. I think we could all agree with that. The Saints did have four penalties, but not a lot. They did lose the penalty battle as the Vikings only had three. But again, four turno- or four penalties, excuse me, four penalties is not that much here for the Saints. And that's something that was a problem in a few other games. Wasn't a problem here. So I thought that was really big there. Then moving over to the intriguing matchups, and I think the big one, at least the first big one here for this Saints defense, was Dalvin Cook. And we said, get out to an early lead so then we can get Cook out of the game. And they were able to do that really going into the second half, because in the first half, you know, he had a lot of yards. He scored the touchdown Cook, and he still had five, almost five yards of carry in this one, 4.9. He had 15 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. But that second half, he had, like, no yards, basically. So it was really a lot in the first half and the second half. He was really stopped. So to me, that was really good to see here from this the, the Saints front. I, I thought Cameron Jordan did a good job against the run. I, saw, I thought David Onyemata did a good job. Um, again, I feel like that's kind of the one area where I feel like even though Cook did put up 73 yards, they kind of used that formula nicely. Do really good on offense, control the game against that banged up Vikings defense, and then they can't use Cook anymore. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought that was to, to a T really nice. Because, you know, they could have came into this game, played it really close. Cook could have got 30 carries, and it could have been a different story. But it wasn't, and that has a lot to do with the Saints offense just controlling this game. And it was nice to get off to that really hot start on offense. And it really was just like the Saints were one step ahead from the Vikings. And, I mean, the Saints defense did come up when they needed to. I mean, after that first Saints turnover, the Saints defense came up and stopped them. But overall, I feel like Cook... He wasn't the main problem when looking at this defense. Now, play action did hurt them, hurt the Saints team, but and, and that obviously has to do with Cook, but this team is also just good at play action. But I feel like right now, when you didn't have Marcus Williams, you didn't have Trey Hendrickson, that is going to hurt. I mean, I believe Ross Jackson said it. He said that 67 of the 73 yards here for Dalvin Cook were to the side of Marcus Davenport, not the side of Cameron Jordan. And with Trey Hendrickson in, in there, you hope it goes down. I think both those guys will be healthy, you know, if not next week, then for the playoffs. I'm not really worried that those guys won't be there. 
obviously getting those guys back is really big because, I mean, in the run, Trey Hendrickson in the past, Marcus Williams, it just felt like there was something missing in both of those areas, and I think a lot of that had to do with those players being out. Also, Malcolm Brown, I think, also, but he'll be back for the playoffs as well, it seems. But I feel like Cook overall, they managed the situation well because he could easily, if he got 30 carries, he would have had just a huge game. But he didn't because he didn't get the touches. Why didn't he get the touches? Because the Saints offense did a great job of getting out and ahead. And then you needed to have Kirk Cousins play perfect catch-up ball. He couldn't do that, and the Saints got the win. And I, I do think that's really big. And it's not like Kirk Cousins played bad. I thought he played really good. But when he throws the ball 41 times, that's not a winning formula for the Vikings. We all know that. So I, I think that is really, really important here for uh, the Saints defense because they played the game formula, the game plan that they wanted to, and they executed it nicely. And that's why you get a 19-point win. So again, I feel like Dalvin Cook, he did have some success, but he didn't get the touches to have a huge game. And that's something that's really, really important here. Uh, for the Saints, and that has a lot to do with getting out ahead here, especially in the second half. So that is great stuff there. Uh, moving over to our second matchup here, and it was really looking at the Saints receiving core against the uh, Vikings uh, secondary that, again, I feel like the Saints could have taken advantage of them. And again, I feel like the Saints, especially without Michael Thomas, it would have been a good game for them to get kind of going. And you saw them have some success through the air. They definitely moved the ball through the air, especially off play action. Emmanuel Sanders had 83 yards on four catches. Cook had three catches for 82 yards. So, I mean, like those two guys played pretty solid. But Cook on the interception, he had to do a better job of just, you know, trying to contest that pass, you know, by Drew Brees, trying to do a better job to get into a better position to make a catch. Because it was really a 50-50 ball. And he just kind of sagged off the route and really didn't run it properly and he has to do that better and I feel like sometimes it's just not 100% for Cook always and I feel like sometimes he looks amazing and sometimes he looks wishy-washy and I don't know why that is maybe just there's a miscommunication maybe there's stuff like that maybe it's just not clicking for him like it didn't late last season but you know that is a little frustrating and then you have Adam Trouton with 45 yards Mark West Callaway for 26 Latavius Murray for 24 Taysom for 19 Jawan Johnson for 19 Kamara had 17 but the ball is spread around really nicely I like that a lot so I think that was nice here for the Saints team but I feel like overall um they were able to spread it out nicely without Michael Thomas without Deontay Harris I mean I, I thought they did a good job there so I mean without Traquan Smith as well so I thought they did a good job there, but the big story was this Saints rushing attack, and I do want to talk about it here because that's kind of in the weapons, because without Michael Thomas, where are you going to go? You're going to go to your other star with Alvin Kamara. The Saints did that, and it was just outstanding. Kamara, obviously, with the six touchdowns, he had seven yards of carry, 155 yards. Props to the offensive line for have some big holes. I mean, there were some big holes they created for Kamara, and Kamara, I mean, if you're going to give him a head start, it's really just game over, but Kamara did a lot of it by himself. I mean, th that's why he's going to be, you know, shouted out first in this one, because I believe it was like four yards. You know, he averaged four yards per carry after contact. That's insane. I mean, he's just such a good player, and again, if you just give him a little space, he's really going to create um, you know, a big day, and he did that here with 155 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, it was just auto. Once he got into the red zone, hands it off to Kamara a few times, and touchdown. It was just that easy. You got a great push on the offensive line, and then Alvin Kamara did the rest. And that uh, when you have an electric player like Alvin Kamara, that's what's going to happen. And he's really that good. So I, I do think that's really important going in down the stretch because if you don't have Michael Thomas or Michael Thomas not playing well, Kamara is going to have to play well. So I think that's really big. 
Because when you have Michael Thomas and Kamara, you really only could double one of them. You could try to contain one of them, not really both. It's very hard to do both. We'll see if a team can do that. And then on top of that, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, I mean, Adam Troutman, you go down the list, Marquez Callaway here, Taysom Hill. It's very, very difficult with Davies Murray. But, uh, I mean, again, I really feel that with Thomas, this Saints team will be very difficult to beat because you have Alvin Kamara running the ball so well. And he just had a game to remember. I mean, you got to give him a ton of credit. No one can predict this. I mean, that's just how good he was. I mean, six touchdowns hasn't been done since, like, 1929. I believe Ernest Givens did it. I mean, again, the when you go back 100 years almost to, you know, 90 years to, you know, when football is played completely differently and that was the last person who ran for six touchdowns, it's just super impressive. No one did it in the Super Bowl era. I mean, again, I, I think it's just a testament to how good Alvin Kamara was today, how dominant he was, and it's just give me the ball and I'll get you in the end zone. And, that, and that's what happened. And, again, you love to see that. You love your you love to see, you know, your favorite team's players put up those types of uh, games and I mean Kamara, he deserves it 100%. Got the 22 carries, which was nice. And when you're up, you can do that. But when you really can control the run like that, I think it's huge. And again, that's something that when you go into January, it's very important if you can control the run. And the Saints did that today, and I feel like they can do that. You know, and and that's going to give them some success because if they run the ball, I mean, obviously, probably not going to run it as good as this with 264 yards and you know, a 5.9 yards of carry, seven touchdowns, that's obviously not going to happen. But if you can run the ball well and you can establish it, it makes your passing game a lot easier, especially if it's banged up. Now, teams may sell out against the run, but that's where Drew Brees is going to have to come in and make some big plays, going to have to fit it into some tight coverage to Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. And I feel like that is a winning formula here for the Saints team, and we'll see. We'll see where it all ends up for this team and it's something that is really good because usually the Saints aren't running the ball that well down the stretch. They are now. And that's something that's very, very important. And we'll see if they can continue that next week. But without Michael Thomas, without Deontay Harris, without Traquan Smith, the Saints receivers did a good job of spreading it out. Drew Brees did a good job to facilitate it. But the real story was Alvin Kamara. And when one of your stars, when the reigning 2019 Offensive Player of the Year is out, you got to lean on your other star. And that's what Kamara has done, and he's just been so, so good this season. I believe now he's up to 21 touchdowns, total touchdowns of this season. That's just, I means crazy. It's crazy how good that is. And he's having a career year right after the Saints gave him a big contract, and it's all worth it, if more than. I mean, he, he should get paid more, to be honest with you. I mean, I think we could all say that. I mean, Kamara after this game just shows his dominance, shows how good he is, shows how important a dominant running back is. And, and and he was all of that, and I think that's really big. And the whole you know NFL got to see it on a primetime game on Christmas Day, just an outstanding performance from him. And he was hitting all the cuts. The you know he was doing a nice job cutting back. He was breaking a ton of tackles. This was Matrix mode plus Alvin Kamara. That's how good he was. So I do think that's really big here going down the stretch, and it's something that I mean I can't wait to see more of here in the postseason and you know week seventeen. I'm really excited seeing the Saints team go forward. If they get healthy, which I think they will, you know, to the extent of what they could. Now, Traquan Smith's injury may seem a little wishy-washy here. Quan Alexander, I mean, the Saints are fearing that he tore his Achilles. That's obviously not good. So if he's out for the year, that's obviously something you don't want to see. And the Saints will have to kind of then kind of pivot with Alex Anzalone or maybe Zach Bond. We'll see. I mean, it's very, very interesting. But if this team could get healthy and the offense, I think, is starting to get going, obviously a 50-burger will tell you that. 
this team will be a tough team to beat, you know, come, come January. So, again, that is obviously really big there. And then moving on to our final here intriguing matchup, it is the Saints defense, Saints cornerbacks without Marcus Williams against Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And I thought this was a really interesting matchup coming into it. Now, Thielen, I thought he had a big day. He had eight catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson ended with six catches, 85 yards. But, again, he had a lot of garbage time, you know, uh, catches and yards. But he was really, to me, a non-factor in this one, which I think is really big here. And the Saints put him on Marshawn Lattimore, and Lattimore played really well on him. So give Lattimore a lot of credit. I thought he played a really good game against him. So I thought that's really nice from Lattimore. I'd like to see that from Lattimore as he's a guy, you know, if you take out the garbage time, I mean, Jefferson the whole game was basically a non-factor. So to me, that was really big. And it was interesting that the Saints put Lattimore on Jefferson. You would think it would be the opposite because Lattimore usually goes on Thielen and has some success. It's usually a nice battle. But this time you had Janoris on Thielen. Didn't go as well. Uh, Janoris got beat a few times. I think he had one of his worst games of the season. That's why Thielen did have the 8 for 97 and a touchdown. And that's something that's going to have to get fixed. I feel like especially off of play action, Thielen was getting stuff done. Third downs, he was getting big catches. And it seemed like Janoris was always on him. So I would like to see that get better. But, I mean, Jefferson was really a non-factor in this one. I mean, the big guys were Irv Smith and Thielen. And then in the first half, it was Cook. But Cook became a non-factor as well. So it was really Thielen and Irv Smith. Irv Smith caught the two touchdowns, and that's why Malcolm Jenkins did not have a good game in this one. That's why you see a tight end go off, which, again, I feel like kind of hurts. Maybe it's a lot to do with Marcus Williams. Maybe they need him in there. I thought Chauncey Garner-Johnson didn't play the best game. I don't think he played bad, but he didn't play the best game. I mean, I feel like right now it was Thielen because Janoris just, again, he got beat a few times on on Thielen, and that's why I'm a little confused why they wouldn't put a Lattimore on him. But Thielen, you know, he's a sneaky good player, Really great technique, and um, his speed isn't bad either. So, I mean, I know Jefferson's the flashy guy that really um, is having a great year busting onto the scene, but Thielen's that steady Eddie guy who's always going to make big catches, always going to be open, especially in the red zone. So I'm surprised that the Saints didn't put Lattimore on him and tried uh, Janoris on the speedier guy with Justin Jefferson, but that's just kind of the case. Is Maybe Jefferson, the hotter receiver, you put him on your best corner. I mean, the pro bowler. I don't know. It's just an interesting conversation there here uh, for the Saints. But I feel like overall they got beat through the air, but they made stops when they needed to. And I feel like there were a few, you know, there was like one or two in the first half and one or two in the second half. That's really all they needed because that's how good the Saints team was, the Saints offense was today. I mean, there's things that are definitely worrisome. I want to talk about it more in the group by group recap. But again, the defense was shaky. It was a little leaky. It was, you know, a little hole, holes in them. It was, you know, definitely not perfect, but they got it done and they did enough here for the Saints offense that was just that good. And sometimes it's been the other way. Sometimes the Saints offense isn't that good. And, you know, the Saints defense really steps up because what if this game was one like, I mean, the Saints won by 19. So what if it was 29-10? Would you think it was the same game? You probably think the Saints automatic crush would be really easy. Offense played well, put up 29. Defense played amazing, only put up, uh, only gave up 10. This was a little different. The offense just went off, had their best game of the season. So the defense, they didn't have their best day, but they didn't have, you know, this collapse and, you know, allowed the Vikings to come back in this game when they needed to get stops to keep the momentum. They did. And that was something that to me was really important here in this one. So before we get into our group by group recap, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. 
Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group recap where we go from the quarterback all the way down to the special teams and coaching and we grade each Saints group here. So starting off with the quarterbacks as we always do, Drew Brees here in this one. And I'm going to give him a B. He was 19 of 26, which is definitely a pretty good clip for 311 yards. He did have the two interceptions, didn't get sacked once. But I mean, I do want to talk about those two interceptions because I think they were the only two really mistakes from the Saints offense. And I don't think they were really on Drew Brees. You want to put the first one on Drew Brees? I think that's fine. It's going to look underthrown, but that has a lot to do with Jared Cook really not running his route very strongly and you're just getting a lot of up and down from Cook and the miscommunications are there with Breeze so I don't think it was as underthrown as many people might think but I think that has a lot to do here with Jared Cook has to be more physical to get position he got no position on that play and he has to run his route with a little more um, you know, just a little more crisper, a, a little more you know just harder stronger I think that has a lot to do with it and, you know, don't just go through the motions, as I feel like at the end of the route, he was kind of doing a little bit of that. And I feel like if you're him, um, definitely run the route with more gusto. I, I, I do think that would have uh, really helped this play. But you also put it on Breeze. It's, it is under underthrown, but I don't think it was as underthrown as a lot of people think it was because of uh, the way the route was run. So I think bad on both players, but I think they share it. It's not just all Drew Brees, like a lot of people think. And that second pick, I think, has a lot to do with Emmanuel Sanders. Brees has to be in a little better placement. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, but I feel like if you're Emmanuel Sanders, you're you you know you're brought in here to you know be a receiver, be that number two receiver. When Michael Thomas is out, you're kind of brought in here to be the one receiver, and you got to make that catch, or at least you know not tip it up so it's an easy catch here for the defender. Again, those are plays that Definitely hurt, but I feel like overall Breeze played average. You give him a B and didn't throw a touchdown. I think that has to be talked about, but he did, you know, lead seven touchdown drives and a 50 burger. So again, I feel like you give him a B. I thought he played better than last week. I think he's going to keep on progressing and he should be rearing to go ready for the playoffs. And honestly, I can't wait for that. And there were some people on ESPN, I think it was Mike Tannenbaum, uh, former GM of the Jets, also now on ESPN as an analyst. And he said Breeze looks really bad and he can't win the Saints of Super Bowl. Like they won't be able to do with him. And I just think that's so, so false. I mean, Breeze is getting better each week. He says his arm strength's really bad. I didn't see it in this one. You saw the 50 yard throw last week. I thought in this game, the arm strength wasn't bad. I thought there were a few plays where it wasn't the best, but I think for the most part, it was pretty good. It was strong. I thought he was able to push the ball downfield. And the Saints offense really had no troubles here. So again, you give Breeze a B, led the offense nicely. He scored 52 points. He had a good game if you're him. And the two picks, I feel like, could be shared by both him and the receiver. So I believe all that stuff, though, will be kind of ironed out for the playoffs. I mean, it kind of has to be. And I think with Michael Thomas in there, it gives less targets away from other receivers that may not make some good plays. So I feel like right now I'm confident with you know Drew Brees going into you know this final game and then the playoffs. And I think that the Saints will be just fine at the quarterback position once the playoffs hit. Moving over to the skill position players, and I thought that when you... Really, Alvin Kamara gives this group an A+, and they played really outstanding. Um, I, You know, he scored six touchdowns with one player. I mean, this was, and for Alvin Kamara, this was an A++++++++ game. That's how good it was. I mean, it was like 150 out of 100. That's how good he was in this one. I mean, it was really a career day for him, 155 yards and the six touchdowns. Really outstanding. I mean, you know, when you score six touchdowns, it's a really special day, so... Give Kamara all the credit. He deserves it. And, I mean, I thought Murray did well. He had six yards of carry, 72 yards. Taysom Hill had the touchdown. 
you had um, Emmanuel Sanders had a total, he had 95 yards, he had four catches, 83 yards, but then had a run for 12 as well. So I thought he had a good game besides that dropped pick uh, that ended up being picked. He can't have that. I mean, that also brings his game a little bit lower, and that's kind of the same with Jared Cook, but I don't think he had an awful day. It's like good and bad. But then he bailed Breeze out when the ball was much more underthrown when Breeze got hit. But then he made a great play. Like I just don't understand with Cook. He sometimes get these big, really nice plays, and he shows the you know the shades of last year how good he was. And then sometimes he just doesn't. It's it's a little frustrating you now going down the stretch. I mean, I would like to see him and Breeze really have a connection because in the postseason, I think it does matter. But again, it's going to be interesting to see how this happens. But I mean, Breeze did spread the ball out really nicely, and guys were getting open. I thought Marquez Callaway three catches, twenty six yards. I know it doesn't seem much, but you know he had a nice, uh, a few nice catches and had a nice, you know, opportune time here. I thought he was getting open, so that was good. And Troutman, I thought obviously had the big catch, but I thought overall he played pretty solid. I mean, Jawan Johnson had a catch, Jason Miller had a catch. I mean, the ball was spread around really nicely. Give this group an A plus. A lot of that has to do with Alvin Kamara, but. Everything was hitting what the Saints are putting out there is an A-plus performance by this offense, and that had a lot to do with the skill position players and Alvin Kamara. And then the offensive line, give them an, an A, A-plus as well. I thought they played really good. I mean, A-plus. I mean, I'm not going to say A. It was an A-plus performance by them. And uh, again, in pass blocking, they did really good. You had, you know, no sacks. And then in run in run blocking, it was really a work of art. You had <laughs> Taron Armstead just blocking people into the end zone. That's how good he was. I mean, you had um, Ryan Ramchuk just kind of establishing the edge, doing a really good job. You had the wide receivers blocking well. Interior was good. Ruiz had a good game. You had James Hurst as a left guard. He had a good game as well. You had McCoy having a good game. And if the Saints interior really can step it up and, you know, they're starting to play better down the stretch, the Saints will be a tough out. And that was the big thing last postseason. How is the interior going to hold up? Even in 2018 too, will the interior hold up? If they can hold up, I really like the Saints' chances here for the offense and the running game. Very, very important. And it just shows the depth they have because they came in without two guards. Both of their starting guards were out, and you didn't see a big issue. Because I know you're going to talk about the Vikings injury, but the Saints' offensive line had just as many. So, again, that's something that has to be talked about. And you got to give the Saints a lot of credit here for just dominating. I mean, I don't even care, like, what team you're playing. If you have the ability, just go out and just really demolish a defensive line, the opposing defensive line. I mean, again, they're going to have success against a lot of other teams because, you know, you look through it, Seattle doesn't have the best run defense. The Packers don't have the best run defense. The Rams do, but, I mean, and the Bucks do. But besides that, I mean, the, the Cardinals, I don't think, have the best run defense either. So a lot of these teams the Saints will be playing, they have holes through the run. And the Saints could really take advantage of that. Bucks obviously don't have the hole through the run, but they have more through the pass. So you should be able to attack them like that. Again, I'm thinking that... That run game getting going now is going to be very, very important. And it's probably something the Saints haven't seen like going into the playoffs since 2017. And I know it didn't really work out for the Saints rushing attack. They didn't really play that well in either playoff game. But if they can get that running game going, getting a nice you know, routine, getting a nice rhythm in there, I think that will really help the passing game come together very quickly. And again, I think that's a key to the Saints offense. And it's key to every offense, but I think especially the Saints. I do think that's really, really big here going down the stretch. And again, if you can establish the run next week and then you're going into the playoffs hot, whether it's a one seed, whether it's a two seed, you know, whether it's a three seed, again, I do feel like this Saints team, they are playing really, really, you know, good ball. 
um, in the ground especially, and you're hoping that, like, we, we've seen this here. The Saints have won in totally different ways. You know, they've won with just passing the ball well. Now they've won with just running the ball well. They've run, they've played well with the defense playing really well. They won, in, they win in so many different ways that that's huge come postseason because they're going to need probably a few different ways to win here if they're going to go really far and deep into the playoffs. So I do think that's really big, and showing a run-dominant game is just another feather in the cap. So I do think that's really big there. Moving over to the defensive line, I don't think that they played well in this one. They only they got three sacks, which isn't bad, but um, the whole team did. But overall, just the defensive line, they had um, two sacks. We had one sack from Jordan, Cameron Jordan, one sack from David Onyemata. But, I mean, overall, they only had 17 total pressures. A lot of the time, Kirk Cousins was just sitting back there, no pressure. Can't have that. I'm going to give him a C, C+. Plus. I don't think they also stopped the run great as well. I mean, just looking at, you know, what Dalvin Cook was able to do. He still put up 4.9 yards a carry. Overall, the the Vikings were 5.3 yards a carry, 90 yards. And only had 17 carries, but if they had more, it could have been an issue. And then through, you know, through the air with defensive line getting to the quarterback, they really weren't good there. You had a, a good game from Onyemata and a good game from Jordan. But besides that, you really got nothing. And I'm starting to get a little worried about Marcus Davenport. Because he had to have a big game today, especially without Trey Hendrickson, and he did not have a big one. So I think that's something that we have to look at here uh, going on you now down the stretch. You're hoping to you get Trey back. And I, and I do think that just shows how big of a key Trey Hendrickson is. Because, again, when he's in there, he keeps Davenport fresh. So Davenport really only has to be in there for you know those third down snaps and um, you know some like heavy passing down situations. Because it seems like Trey is much better against the run. And we saw that in this game it was a dominant for the Vikings when they were, you know, running towards um, Davenport. But when it was towards Jordan, they were not so good. So again, I feel like with Trey, he really gives an extra, um, you know, dimension to this defensive line, and I think they may need it here because Davenport just hasn't really played well of late. And I don't know, maybe it's the blonde hair. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a pretty good look, but he hasn't really played that well with it. So again, it, it's definitely something that. Again, we'll have to see going down the stretch in, in the playoffs. How does he play? Does he, you know, wake up for the playoffs, has a few big sacks? I think with Trey in there, he's a really nice complimentary piece, but when he has to step up and, you know, play a starting, a big starting role, like he has to play a lot of the snaps, again, it is, it is something to watch out for. It's very notable. But also, I think Carl Gramson, he played pretty well too in this one. Um, he's been really good in his limited stats, uh, or stat, yeah, snaps, excuse me, against the, the pass and, uh, rushing the pass here. Been very, very good in that dimension. Obviously, has to get better in the run defense, but it's not awful in this one. I mean, his run defense PFF grade was 66.4, so that's pretty good for him. So, I mean, overall, I mean, that's just kind of what it was for him, but I think he's getting better at that, and um, I think he's growing as a player year by year, which is really nice to see. But overall, give him a C plus. You saw some, you saw some sheds of light, and you when they, they came up when they needed to, but not for the whole game. It wasn't a complete game for sure. So I'll give him a C plus there. We'll run with the linebackers, and again, this is a tough one because now Quan Alexander will be out, it seems like, for the year, which is really, really tough here because he was playing so, so well. I think he really helped Mario Davis play well, and now Alex Anzalone will be thrusted back in there. He did have a 76 PFF grade in this game, so I think that's really important, and maybe he's going to get better. Maybe. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see because if he can play to that level of Kwan. I think we still see this defense play really good. And even if he doesn't, I feel like even if the Saints are healthy in every other position, like uh, with a Marks Williams back, they have Trey Hendrickson, I think they'll still be very, very good and just fine, still elite. But, I mean, right now I feel like um, you still need some good play out of Anzalone. But, again, to have that depth is really big. To have Anzalone in there 
Um, you know, if Kwan goes down, is nice because I do think he's a starter caliber linebacker. So I don't think you'll see a huge dip there. But I mean, there will be a dip. I mean, that's why the Saints acquired Kwan because he'd give him a, a nice step up, and he did. And it was a really good acquisition. But again, he gets hurt here. It's just really, really tough. I mean, for timing wise, and him now, you know, he's had the injury troubles in his career. So we thought he was all putting it together with the Saints. Just a little tough there. Are very tough, really, for him. But I mean, the Saints are going to have to bounce back from it. But overall, I think you give him a C plus two, a C. I mean, I don't think Demario played awful in this game, but I don't think he played great. Um, you know, he was he was there a lot, but I think you know his blitzes and none of them really got home, which isn't good. And I mean, the play actions. I mean, I feel like the Saints always got you know beat on play action and the Y leaks, and that has to do with the linebackers. So again, he has to play a little bit better. But give him a C plus C. Not really a good game from them. And then the secondary. Um, again, I feel like they had a, they had a tough game in some, some, some places. I mean, when you're just looking at what they were able to do, again, you see that I feel like Lattimore had a good game in this one. So he, to me, was, was really solid. I mean, when you look at all of his catches, they're really all in Garbo time. So I thought he played a really good game in this one. So give it off to him because I thought he just played outstanding. And then you're just looking at the other guys. Um, I feel like Janoris did not have a good game in this one. I mean, just looking at it, you know, he had, you know, 85% of his passes, excuse me, there were caught. I mean, 66 uh, yards there. So, and a lot, not a lot of it wasn't garbage time, not as much as what, what Lattimore was doing. So Janoris did not have the best of games today. It was really, I think his first, you know, not so good game here of 2020. He's been so solid. And I think that also has to do of what he was asked to do in this game. Not a hundred percent sure of if I would have done what the Saints did and put him on Thielen, but they did. We'll see what happens there. But uh again, I feel like if he just bounces back next week, going to the playoffs, I'm not really worried about it, but that was something that was a little questionable. Like I would have put Lattimore on uh Thielen and you know, put your your faster corner on Jefferson. But, I mean, it worked out to stop Jefferson. They did that great. But then Thielen just wasn't there. But, again, that's just kind of what it was here for Janoris Day. Did not have that good of a game. Malcolm Jenkins had, you know, I think his worst game all season or one of his worst games. Um, he's been playing so well, so it was a little bit, um, you know, a little disappointing there. But I feel like, again, if he gets better, I think everything will be just fine there. I mean, P.J. Williams, I don't think he played awful coming in here against uh against this team I don't think you know you didn't hear his name that much so that's I think good but he's still you know a big dip for Marcus Williams so we got to get him healthy in there so I think all that stuff combined um I'll leave him a C2 I mean I really feel like the defense played a C game in this one especially to what we're accustomed of seeing I mean I give him a C but that doesn't mean you know they played this awful awful game but it wasn't great you know give him a C I, I think as a whole give the defense a C they made the stops when they need to, and that's why they're not going to get lower. But they got gashed in a few areas that in the playoffs it cannot happen. But for this game, when your offense is putting up 52 points, they made the stops when they needed to, and they got this win by 19. So that's really good. And I think game script also, you saw late in the game, they put up a you know late touchdown to probably you know get you over 30 points. But you made the stops when you need to, and now it's kind of where do we go from here to try to um, you know, get the other areas. And I think that has to do with Trey. And it has to do with Marcus Williams, because if they get them healthy, I think that's going to be really important. And that will kind of, again, fill everything else up. And I think the Saints will be just fine and they'll be just as good as last week's and the weeks before. So, again, I feel like the only area you're kind of worried about is injuries, because if they don't come back on time and it takes longer than expected, you may see some problems. But if everyone comes back expected on time, I'm not really worried 
for this defense. And then finally, special teams and coaching. Special teams played really good in my mind. I'm going to give them, you know, an A, A minus. There was nothing that bad. You didn't have to punt. That's always a good sign. Lutz made all of his kicks. That's really big. I mean, he had eight of them. You know, he had the seven extra points on the uh, the field goal. So I thought that was really big. And then, you know, returns were good. Punt defense was good. I mean, so solid job from them. And then, I mean, maybe we want to give them an A. I thought they played good. And then moved to coaching. Sean Payton did a great job. Great celebration after the game to get the NFC South title. Also, congratulations to the whole team. NFC South champs, four straight years. Definitely an extremely huge accomplishment for this team. And not a lot of teams do it. So, I mean, right now, the only other active team to win four straight division titles would be the Chiefs, who were the Super Bowl champions. So let's go out and win a Super Bowl. And then as this year started, there were only four teams to win three straight. Saints are one of those. The other ones were the Patriots, the Eagles, and then the Chiefs. And all three of those teams won a Super Bowl in that three-year span. Now, maybe you know this year, we'll see. I mean, I'm knock on wood. I think that, I mean, obviously that's huge. But I feel like winning four straight NFC South titles, really important for the Saints team. And it's, it just shows how deep this team is year to year. And again, it's it's just a pleasure to watch this team. And Sean Payton did a great job. I mean, the the play calling was great. Guys, guys, ready to play. Dennis Allen, I thought his play calling was all right. I mean, he made some nice adjustments, but still, I mean, you know, kind of an up and down game for him. Wouldn't have put Janoris on Thielen, but I mean, besides that, I mean, I don't think he had a bad game. So that's just kind of what it was there. But I mean, right now, feeling good about this win. You put up 52 points, you win by 19, you're always feeling good going into the playoffs. I think just health is the big thing. If this team gets healthy, they will be a very, very tough out. And even if they don't get healthy, they'll be a really tough out. But I mean, I, I think that they have, you know, really, um, they're, they have a tough team when healthy and they have so much good areas. And it's like, you really can't find a weak spot, you know, when everyone's healthy. And when people are not healthy, I mean, that's a different story. But I think that's everyone in the league. But I think the Saints will get healthy. You're going to have Michael Thomas back. You should have Deontay Harris back. You should have Marcus Williams back. You should have Trey Hendrickson back. And I think everything that will fall into place should have Malcolm Brown back as well. And then you're really ready to go. I mean, the only guy is Kwan. Obviously, that's going to be a loss. But I think with all those guys healthy, you can overcome it. And then Trey Kwan, I think, is up and down. But, I mean, right now, I think if you have Marquez Callaway healthy here, I think that will, you know, mirror the the loss of Traquan. I feel like him, you know, he's been really good Callaway, and he blocked really good in this one. And, I mean, I feel like blocking by wide receivers is not an area that the Saints struggle in, even though Traquan is one of the better ones for the Saints. And then, obviously, adding Michael Thomas and Deontay's not going to hurt. So, again, a really good job here from this Saints team. And, again, nice win. Your NFC South champs, again, we'll see what happens, you know, on Sunday with the Packers and Seahawks. Those are the two teams you're watching. I mean, it really doesn't matter with the Packers as long as the Seahawks win. If the Seahawks win, then the big game is Week 17 to get the one seed for the Packers. And if the Seahawks lose, then we need the Packers to lose out. So it should be very interesting, good football to watch, and uh, definitely enjoy until you know our preview episode when that goes out here on probably Thursday and we get ready for that Carolina game. And then it's all systems go to the playoffs. I mean, it looks like the Saints will play wild card weekend, but we don't know for sure yet. We'll get you all those news. We're probably going to be starting videos in the meantime, too. Hopefully, we'll get a nice series for you guys for the playoffs. Definitely should be very fun there. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat? <laughs>